0: hello my friends welcome back to hold up let me explain i'm your host nicole and if this is your first time here on my podcast welcome in my podcast is basically me just talking a lot of shit. i use out of contact titles on my episodes list you probably saw already and i use my episodes to sort of like explain myself so on today's episode i'm talking about being 30 days sober and soulful so let's begin okay so let's talk about why I even decided to be 30 days sober so let me explain back in December I was drinking a lot as anyone and everyone was doing during that time because it was the holidays but I noticed that I was like drinking like an excessive amount Again, I feel like I'm going to constantly like defend myself because I know that when I drink it, it's not like it was a problem problem. I'm more of a social drinker, but even just reflecting in the weeks of December, it was like constant. For example, I went to New York, must have drank heavily every single day then of course all of the bars nearby my house were all having these christmas cocktails holiday cocktails holiday festivities so any anywhere that was serving gingerbread martinis grinchmas themed cocktails i mean a friend of mine were making pistachio coquito like bro i was drinking every single day and It got to the point where i was kind of like i need to chill like i'm gaining mad weight i feel like i'm waking up every day with a headache like this is not okay and i was kind of seeing around social media people talking about dry january now if you're not familiar with what dry january is is basically a challenge that people set themselves where they don't drink alcohol for the whole month of january normally they do that for october Sober October—it's like another trendy thing, but I never do it only because my birthday is in October. So realistically speaking, I am not <laughs> not drinking on my birthday. You know, we grown out here. So I decided, like, well, you know what? I have been d- overdoing it a little bit in December. Why not do Dry January? So basically, New Year's Eve, December thirty-first, drank like a ton, and then come January first, I was aggressively painfully hungover. Like so hungover that I was literally sleeping and living on the toilet. Like just disgusting. Imagine it, you're correct. So that was like even more confirmation that I was like, okay, I I need to do dry January. Like I need to not drink alcohol for a very long time. I was a little traumatized by it. But that's basically what kind of encouraged me to do it was to be Dry for the whole month of January. Now, I know I said 30 days, January has 31, so I technically have one more day left. But given that today's Monday and today's the 30th, I had to basically let you know how this journey was like for me in the 30 days so far. I'm not gonna lie, there were a few challenges because I do drink, but I drink socially, right? So, like, I'll drink with friends, I'll drink with my man, I'll drink if there's like an outing, I'm always doing it, right? But believe it or not, I've only felt challenged three times in the whole 30 days that I've been sober. And those three times, I didn't think that I would be. I thought I would feel more challenged going out to dinner or going out with a friend, but believe it or not, I wasn't. I was more challenged when I was in the house. Okay, let me explain. So first time I was actually challenged was when I was cooking dinner. So I do this thing almost all the time that anytime I cook dinner at home, I always have a glass of wine. It's like part of my routine. And it kind of started when I was shopping at Target for ingredients. I searched up this recipe. I was like, okay, I'm going to make this for dinner. Let's get what I need. I'm like pushing my little red car around Target. And I kept swinging by the wine aisle. And it's like, no, bitch, you're not drinking. Keep it moving. Stop stop trying to go here. Like, I kept feeling like I was missing something from the shopping list. And I wasn't. It's just out of habit, I'm always buying a bottle of wine. It's always in the budget. It's always part of the, like, even if I go to Publix or Target for fucking eggs and milk, I'm grabbing a bottle of wine along with that. Like, I'm always just grabbing a bottle because I'm always having a glass of wine at home. So that was kind of interesting. And then when I come home and I start cooking again, I kept feeling like I needed to grab like I needed something in my hand. Like, it's so weird. Like I do this thing when I cook where I'll have my laptop out and I'll either play like YouTube videos or I'll play like Netflix or Hulu, like a show that I'm into or like a sitcom. And then I'll have like a glass of wine along with my, like with my hand. So like I'll be mixing food, you know, what just doing the thing. Right. But I didn't have that. And it's not the same when you have a cup of water or like a cup of like juice. And I don't even drink juice like that. So I had to take a wine glass, fill it up with ice, fill it up with juice, garnish it with like fruit or like a lemon just to make me feel like I was drinking a mocktail or like a cocktail. And I'm not going to lie, that fulfilled the need. It was almost like mental, you know, like I needed to have it just to have it. So now I kind of gotten into the habit that it's like I don't need to drink drink when I cook. I just need to have something in my hand, which is like so weird. I just replaced wine for something else and I never felt challenged again. Like till this day, I feel now more productive when I cook in the kitchen, when I don't drink than when I did. Another challenge I felt was when I went to a friend's house. Now my friend Megan, my best friend, she lives around the corner from me and we hadn't seen each other in a long time. And when we got together, we were like unloading all of the things we needed to catch up, catch each other up on. And you know, we talk about heavy stuff. I was venting to her. She was venting to me. And it was like that moment where we were like, oh my God, ah, oh, we need a glass of wine. Like for all that we're talking about, for all the feelings that are surfacing, like where is the wine? And she didn't drink at all to support me. And I'm not going to lie. I am so grateful that she didn't because she even said it. She's like, I'm trying so hard to not drink wine because I want to support you and I even told her I was like girl you do not have to do that like you are good if you want a glass of wine get a glass of wine I'll just drink because I had bought um a coffee before I went to her house so I was like sipping on my Starbucks so I had something in my hand to sip on you know just kind of like training my brain into like you know you got your drink like you're good like you know you're fine um but for her, it was like, ugh. So I felt so bad. But she was like, no, 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 I'm going to support you. I'm not going to drink wine. And honestly, even though I told her it was okay that she didn't drink, like it would have been okay if she did decide to drink, I'm so happy that she didn't, only because I was so challenged and so tempted. And not like in an alcoholic kind of way, but only like in a way where it's like, this is our time. This is our girl time. This is like what we do. We talk about our feelings. We talk about what's heavy on our shoulders and we just have a glass of wine. Like that's just what we do. It's like drinking coffee in the morning. It's like habit. It's what gets your day going. It's how you process. That is literally what I was feeling having this chat with her. I was like, fuck, I really want wine. But she didn't drink. I didn't drink. Drove home safe and sound. Had a good night's rest there's that. So it's like, that was like another time I was challenged. And then the third time I was challenged. Well, if you haven't already known, if you're new to the episode or to the podcast, I'm engaged to be married. Yay. I got engaged the day after my birthday in Greece. It's like my biggest flex at the moment. And me and my fiance decided this year we are planning a wedding. So this year of 2023 is all about wedding season. So um within the first two weeks of January, I went to my mom's house and we were discussing wedding planning things. And to talk about wedding things with my mom without any form of alcohol has been a little difficult. <laughs> so I will admit that was much that was very much a challenge. Um but we We persevered, persevered, persevered. And we didn't drink. Well, I didn't drink. She made mocktails, which were kind of fun. And it was so funny because I had posted like um, this thing on my Instagram, on my story. It was just like a picture of my ring with like a wedding book and my mocktail, which was like garnished with a rosemary stick and raspberry. It was super cute. And everyone was like, Mocktail? Oh my God, are you pregnant? Is that why you're planning a wedding so soon? And it's like, my friends, me and my man have been together for five years. I mean, he proposed to make me his wife. So like, I don't think we're rushing a wedding. So like, chill. And also, not pregnant, just doing dry January. Like just there was a lot that needed to be disclaimed. But nevertheless, mocktails on the day of wedding planning, day one of wedding planning with my mom. Yeah, a little intense. But I have to admit, she's been really good. She hasn't Stepped over any kind of boundary. She's sort of like giving me the space. I can tell she like holds back a few times, you know, with like an opinion or kind of like with a concern. But for the most part, she's been on her best behavior. So shout out to my mom. But yeah, out of those three moments. And mind you, this was in a span of the first two weeks of not drinking, which is always the hardest because you're breaking that habit. Um, After I overcame those main challenges, I was great and I have been great. Like, when was it? The other day, I went with a coworker of mine, a good friend of mine, actually, and we went to World of Beer. And they had a mocktail menu. I was like, okay, cute. They had only like two options, but one of them was like a strawberry and nectar with soda lime. I think it's soda lime. Soda water with lime and um, like bits of strawberries. And it. it was actually really good and refreshing. And the whole time we were there, I didn't feel tempted to order a beer, order a rosé, order anything, anything. Like I was totally chill. I felt fine. Like even the mocktail coming in the glass that it came in made me feel like I was drinking a mocktail. And I think that's kind of cool now because now it doesn't feel so segregated. You know, people who do drink and who don't drink, who still want to have that social experience, but feel like they can't because everyone is drinking but they're limited to either ordering a water or like a soda and that can feel kind of like weird aesthetically because you see everyone with cocktails and you're just here with this big jug of soda it's like okay great I don't really feel included even though I'm sitting in the same table as everyone else who's also drinking so I feel like that's kind of what makes it easier I can see how maybe in the past it was harder to go to bars, to be in those social environments while everyone is drinking, while you're the only one that's not technically drinking, because then it's like, well, I feel left out. I don't feel really included. Everyone's on a different level than I am. Like, maybe I'm better off hanging out with people who don't drink also, because that's the only way I'm going to feel kind of seen. Um, The good thing about in my life right now is a lot of my friends don't drink to get drunk. So everyone kind of just drinks for just like a social thing. So for example, when I went to World of Beer with my friend, she had two drinks. I had my one mocktail with like a water and we were chilling. We were just talking the whole time. And you know, my drink came out with its little garnish and a cute little tall glass. Like it was fine. But I have to admit, I did notice a lot of changes within myself, like It's not to say that I'm like an angry person. I don't think that I'm an angry person, but I do, I did notice that I've had more patience than before. Like, I think that in the past, and what I mean by past, I mean like a month ago, if I can compare, I had more of like a short fuse than now. And maybe that was because it was the holiday season. Maybe it was because I had been drinking a lot than normal. Maybe it's also because a few months ago, I was kind of coming across a few, I want to say like money problems, but again, as a server, because I work at a restaurant, money is inconsistent. My income is inconsistent and it sucks because you never know how much you're going to make the following week. It's always going to be a toss up. Those are the pros and cons of serving. Um, But anyway, but. I noticed that I haven't had a short fuse. I've been more patient. I'm not as like snappy as I was in the past. And I couldn't help but think that had to do with not drinking. So if you've listened to a previous episode of mine, you probably heard me talk about my brain condition, which is basically a um, There's not much of a name for it. It's basically white hyper intensities. I feel like I say it all the time on my podcast. It's just these small white erosions in my brain that causes migraines, severe migraines and headaches. And at the time when I was first diagnosed, I was put on two types of medication. Unfortunately, my insurance stopped covering one of them. So I had to get off of it. The other one I'm on is called Nerdtech, which is basically like a tablet. It kind of works as like a Tylenol or Advil would where anytime I feel a headache coming on, I take one. Um, It doesn't have the negative effects like Tylenol or Advil does. uh, But I'm kind of running low on that. So I'm like pressed for some medicine when it comes to my headaches. But when I did get diagnosed with this condition, the neurologist told me that, you know, what's going to trigger your migraines are wine, chocolates, stress, things like that. Now, it's hard for me to give up wine, hard for me to give up chocolate, because these are the things that like truly bring me joy. But I have to admit that in the past 27 days, I did not have one headache. Here's the thing. I am known to having headaches. I mean, I was diagnosed with this condition. I'm prone to getting migraines and headaches almost all the time. I mean, I was averaging migraines four to five times a week. And while I was on the medication that was given to me, that reduced my headaches to maybe once or twice every other week, which was still an incredible improvement, but they didn't make it go away completely. Obviously, there were things I needed to do, like, you know, relax, working out helped, not drinking as much alcohol. But again, because I was drinking alcohol socially and almost every other day, let's be honest, I would still get headaches. But for 27 days, this whole month of January, I did not have one migraine, nor any headaches. And I feel like that's just a testimony to what it really takes to just live a healthier lifestyle and what an improvement changes like that can do and make for your body. Like this medication, like one of the medications I was on for my headaches is called Mgality and it's a shot, right? And it's a shot that I have to take behind the arm. A shot is $700, okay? $700 a month I would have to pay to take that shot once a month that I would take at home. And then when my insurance stopped paying for it, it was like I can't afford to dish out seven, eight hundred dollars a month for this medication. The Nurtec, I can't really remember how much it cost. I want to say it was like a hundred, but again, all of this was paid through my insurance. So when you really think about it, it's like almost nine, nine hundred dollars worth of medication for headaches. Okay, that my insurance was paying for. When, if I just cut off alcohol, which is what I did this month, meant that I would have zero headaches. Like, I know that sounds very obvious, like, duh, Nicole, like, obviously, alcohol dehydrates you, it gives you headaches, you have to drink water, you have to be healthy, like, duh. Like, yeah, okay, I get it, but again... This is coming from someone that does have a brain condition that had to get MRIs and has a neurologist, had to go to their primary doctor almost all the time to have these follow-up appointments because of my condition, only to realize that the solution was just to drink zero alcohol. And the only reason why I say 27 days, not 30, is because I did eventually get a migraine just the day before yesterday. But again, I still have this condition. Like that is still facts. You know, like I have white hypersensitivities. I suffer from from severe migraines and headaches. So naturally, I'm still going to get them, but the fact that I didn't get one for 27 days. Oh my god, like amazing. So that was like a big thing that I noticed from not drinking alcohol. I also noticed that like I've almost became more spiritual. And i don't want to sound like i've become like this yogi or like this wise woman but for example my routine daily was drink coffee in the morning drink water throughout the day and then come at night i will drink wine right just a wind down so in theory i'd have uppers right which is coffee and then downers which is wine so i'll have like both every day So I drink my coffee, which is normal, right? But then come the nighttime, I don't have my downer. So what am I going to do to relax myself, to come down from the whole day of like serving tables, being at school, just doing errands, like planning a wedding? Like obviously these things are causes for me to feel naturally tired. But the way that my brain operates at times, like even having a long day of just constant movement and brain work, I still feel wired, like I still need that thing to kind of relax me. And I did, didn't did have that thing because that thing was always wine. My friends, do you know what alternative I've adapted? Meditation. I was like, what is going to help me relax? What is going to help me come down from such a long day? Meditating, meditating, journaling, manifesting listening to high vibrational music, high frequency music, manifestation music, meditation sounds, high frequency sounds, things that elevate your vibration, like all of that, all of that shit on YouTube, you be finding all of those shadow work writing prompts you find on Pinterest to help you journal. Yes, I've done it all. I've answered questions. I've been manifesting. I've been praying. I've been lighting candles. I've been listening to high frequency, high vibration music. I've been drinking kombucha. I've been drinking matcha. Like I have been doing, all of the things that I'd never seen myself do and it has brought genuine peace into my life like to the point where me not drinking alcohol and now focusing on healthier alternatives have made me feel so much better that I'm not saying that I'm never going to drink again because like I'm obviously going to but I've gotten to the point where I don't even miss it and I don't even want it because before, it's like with wine especially, it's kind of like this quick fix, right? It's like I have that glass of wine. And don't get me wrong, I love the taste of wine. I love the flavor. I love the taste. I love the that warm, fuzzy feeling I get when I drink wine. Like, you know, just like that calm down. Like, just for example, like I was watching on Netflix, Emily in Paris, right? Right. And you know, she's in Paris, so it's nothing but champagne and French food and wine and love and comedy and all these beautiful images of Paris. And watching that show, because I've already associated drinking with watching shows like that or traveling, especially, and then France at that, like, bitch, I was just in France a year ago and I drank rose every single day. Like, bitch, it was a shot of espresso at 10 in the morning. And by 12 o'clock in the afternoon, I was already walking around with my little rosé bottle, like pouring it in a plastic cup, walking around the city. Like that was the vibe. That was my life. (laughs) Okay. So even to watch that show, I'm like, fuck, I kind of want to have a glass of rosé just to feel like I'm a part of this show, which I know is so like mental, but still like that's kind of how I feel. So I know that I'm not going to give up drinking completely. I know that I'm going to get back to it. But I have to admit, even in those afternoons, let's say, or even in those days that I do drink wine, by the following morning, I always feel like fog brain, lethargic, kind of like a little unmotivated, like I want to be productive, I want to get the ball rolling and do as much as I can and feel accomplished throughout the day. But I would always feel like these blocks, like I get up. But then I'm on my phone. All right, I'm going to make my coffee. I'm going to write my to-do list. All right, but let me just sit on the couch for a little bit. All right, I sit on the couch and I watch some TV. Or you know what? Let me bring my books over. Let me do some note-taking. Let me do some shadow work. Let me answer some emails. Let me write out my plans for the week. And then it's like, oh, let me just play a show in the background for some background noise. But now I'm watching a show. And then I'm on my phone and then I'm on YouTube and then I'm answering a text and then I'm on Instagram and then I'm on TikTok. And then next thing you know, it's like time to go to work or time to take a shower or time to leave the house because there was that one thing I needed to do no matter what, but I didn't get to do all the other things I needed to do like all of that. And I know and I'm not saying that alcohol is the only thing to blame because I do have ADHD and I do <laughs> I do need to like focus sometimes. And that's like a separate thing, a separate challenge for me. But oftentimes like in that morning time where I want to be the most productive, it's hard for me to be productive because I'm recovering from whatever wine I had the night before. Because you see, when I drink wine, I don't stop at just a glass. I have like the whole fucking bottle and it's not because I have a fucking problem. It's literally because I will pour myself a glass and then I refill the glass and then I refill them more, and then I only have that much left. Fuck, let me just kill. Like you know what I mean. Like to me, it's just, I open a bottle to finish it, and it's not like I'm acting a fool. You know, I just finish it, and I feel that little wine drunk, and it's like, ooh, I feel kind of playful. Don't get me wrong, at night because I'm home, but I'm home, but I'm always paying the consequence in the morning. You know. Not like I wake up with a hangover at at times, but I don't feel as productive or as motivated to actually get things done. And for the past month that I have not drank alcohol, I have really like used my mornings. I've been working out. I've been journaling. I've been meditating. I've been feeling more like, yeah, just like motivated to want to accomplish more when it comes to school, when it comes to work, my professional life planning a wedding yeah like I just feel like I'm on a really good wavelength and I feel like it has a lot to do with all these new habits I started implementing in my life and I only felt like I needed to implement that to replace not drinking alcohol it's almost like I replaced the habit of drinking alcohol with healthier habits and now that I'm like seeing the result of those changes I feel like I don't even want to go back you know But that's what I have to say about that. Again, I do see myself drinking, obviously, for like that occasional wine. But like, I don't know. I just now because I haven't done it and I don't really feel like there's a rush to go back to it. Now it's like I don't want to drink just because now like I feel like the next time I drink, it has to be celebratory. So now I'm thinking I'm going to drink on Valentine's Day. I'm thinking I'm going to push this challenge for another two weeks and then just have my first glass of wine on Valentine's Day, because normally when me and my fiance go out for dinner, whether it's for an anniversary, birthday, Valentine's Day, we always get a bottle of wine. So I'm thinking like, you know, I've made it this far, 30 days, no alcohol. What's two more weeks? Just push it a little bit further because, you know, let it be that my first drink after not drinking be like something worth drinking. You know what I mean? Like, for example, just today at work, my manager was talking about a new beer that we were receiving that we needed to learn about and talk about. So he offered all of us samples. And even though today marked 30 days of me not drinking alcohol, I could have easily just taken a sip and just, you know, seen it for like tasted it for myself. But I was like, no, I haven't drank in 30 days. I don't want to break my like I don't want this to be my first drink after not drinking for 30 days This like little beer coming from a little sip, like a little plastic cup like no like if I'm gonna drink after not drinking for so long I want it to be a delicious glass of wine or like a crisp and bubbly glass of champagne like something that is worth tasting and enjoying you know so i'm excited my fiance is like okay babe i think that maybe you should still drink a little bit before because i'm not trying to have you like get super fucked up on valentine's day and it's like relax like i don't see myself getting sloppy drunk off of wine you know like obviously we're not going to take shots and drink out of the tequila bottle but you know it'll be fine but i'm happy about it i'm really proud of myself for making it this far and not breaking. Again, the first two weeks was definitely a challenge, but once I overcame that, everything else was a piece of cake. So I'm very proud of myself. And if you are considering doing a challenge like this where you'll go dry for the month of whatever, or maybe you just have it in you to not drink for a few weeks, I'm telling you the first two weeks is the hardest, but after that, I promise you, once you replace that habit with maybe like a healthier or like a fun alternative you know there's that like I mean I've had friends that go working out some friends who've replaced alcohol with weed which I mean that's okay too like if that's more of your vibe anyway that's fine you know like there's really no judgment I don't smoke for multiple reasons um main one I just don't like it I don't do it second reason is because I technically can't being on the birth control that I'm on, and on the medication that I'm on for my brain condition. Um, So no judgment here, if that's like an alternative for you. Um, But if you're thinking of going completely dry, completely sober, yeah, first two weeks are the hardest, but I have faith in you, and you can do it. It's not I mean, it's a it's a challenge, but it's not impossible. But if you need any advice, any tips, I do plan on recording a YouTube video on this topic. So make sure you check me out on YouTube. And if you kind of want to share some thoughts of your own, make sure you hit me up on Instagram. I always check my DMs. They're always open. So please reach out. And yeah, I'm definitely going to let you know how that first glass of wine hits when I finally decide to pick one up and drink. But for now, I'm going to stick with being sober just a little bit longer. But there you have it, my friends, 30 days of being sober and soulful. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that some of it entertained you. Some of it inspired you to maybe go dry as well. Maybe challenge yourself for maybe 10 days or even just two weeks or hope maybe 30 days. I don't know. Whatever your vibe is, I have faith that you can accomplish anything you set your mind to. I love you so much. Thank you so much for staying tuned, for pressing play, for listening, for liking and subscribing, for following me on social media. Don't forget to check me out. I post all of my social media links on the episode details. So make sure you go on and check that out. I love you so much. New episodes every Mondays. I love you guys. Be safe and I'll see you next time.